classical, so unpredictable Here on the SNL Network Yes, that is right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the SNL Network's Hot Take Show for the second episode of Season 48 with host Brennan Gleason and musical guest Willow. I am so excited to be here right after the episode, as we will be every single Saturday night for Season 48, to break down all the sketches with amazing panels and give only the hottest of takes here on the Saturday night. So excited for our chat to be with us to give their opinions as well, but it's time to introduce the panelists that we have here tonight and boy, it will be a fun one. We knew we had to get a 67-year-old on the panel for a 67-year-old host, so Bill Kenny is here with us. Bill, how are you? <laughs> no! Right out of the box, John? Really? Really? Oh, man, I'm doing great. I'm excited. I've never been on with the great Andrew Dick on this proper podcast. I've been on True. with the SNL Hall of Fame, so excited to exchange some jabs with him. Uh, and I, I see he's wearing his Irish shirt. I wore my Bill Brasky shirt, so I figured that was... Parallel. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that makes sense. And joining us, it is uh, the one, the only, the man who will join us about once a month on the Hot Take Shows. It is Andrew Dick from That Week in SNL. Andrew, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm wearing my green. I've got me cap. And yeah, doing fantastic, actually, Good. tonight. Yeah. Good. That's great. Well, so, okay. So we have one of our interns working for us. Uh, many of you have seen him in the chat. Curly Joe, you may know him. He prepared a little game tonight. So if you want to play along, we have Andrew oh Dick Bingo God. happening tonight. So you're incorporating it into yeah, the Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this up on screen. If you want to take a screenshot of Andrew <laughs> Dick Bingo for anything he might say for our audio listeners, we have it up. So you have to take a look at the YouTube. I can't read out all the squares, but you do get a free space in the middle as is Bingo. So uh, follow along to see if Andrew Dick pulls out all the usual tropes back at it for season three with with andrew so very excited to be here to talk about this in mm. my opinion incredible brendan gleason episode so i'll save that for a moment because i got to get the hot takes from the panel so bill candy over to you for your first hot take of the season how'd you find tonight's episode well i my, my headline would probably be promising start really bad middle comes up Ooh. at the end that's what she said yeah, I, I I don't know I don't know how I felt about this episode. Uh, it's going to take a lot of rewatching. Felt good about some of the promising young people on the show and and some of the stuff they got to do this week. Good to see some of the other people that uh, we didn't see as much last year. But oof, there are a couple stinkers laced in this show. So. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Tables may have turned tonight between Andrew and Bill. Excited because uh, Andrew, I I feel like you came in pretty peppy tonight. So how are you feeling? What is your hot take for the night? I my hot take is let's go Brandon, right? Oh, God, let's no. go Brandon. <laughs> no, 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 no. Right? That's not it. That's not it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, my hot take was uh, if you don't keep up with me, uh, last night or last week. I did not enjoy last week, like very hard. And so I, I approached this with a lot of trepidation of like, what are we going to do? And it really, it won me over. I thought it was a great episode. I, I mean, yes, there are a couple, it's a, it's SNL. There's going to be some things that are lacking, but I really thought that like Brendan was the MVP. This man carried the show so hard and it was so good to see uh the newbies really like the the focus on them on this one really helped me through too so 
yeah big thumbs up going in it's like and popping into the comments already you know just before the show started and it's like you know the awful episode uh, the worst since trump or something like that and i was like oh my no, god no, stop it stop it yeah <laughs> i was like what what, what episode no, just, I saw some people on my twitter saying that too and it's like how are we i mean look, it really he, must be the episodes that do speak to me really must be the episodes that just really don't work for a lot of people just simply do not work so well that i that i see okay that sometimes you have very differing opinions than a lot of people but what i would say is tonight i think you have a very good point here is my hot take or analysis or headline for the night the truth is when the name brendan gleason came out you know for the most part most people had were like who the f is brendan gleason you know, like there was zero expectations for what this could be. I know myself because I talked to some people who worked at the show who had no idea who Brendan Gleeson was when he was booked for the show. Oh, so, that's such a shame because, you know. Uh, well, they, you know. you know, they damn well know his name now because yeah. I have to tell you, he did a fantastic job tonight. I think Miles did a very good job last week. But wow, I mean, Brendan Gleeson to me, like was on point for every single sketch that he was in you know maybe to bill's point the writing wasn't always there for all of them but i was extremely impressed with brendan i really felt like he elevated a ton of the you know his energy tonight he was just with it it was something a little bit different especially we'll talk about that monologue and the feel of it i don't know i just i really got great feelings from brendan tonight so to me like he's a legend i don't i don't know if we're ever going to see him back at the show but i think i'm always going to oh, remember this episode such a so. shame I know, but uh, let's get into this episode. Let's talk about the sketches from tonight. And we're going to go through everything sketch by sketch. And we will bring your comments up on screen as well throughout the night. So let's start with our cold open tonight. And talking about uh, subverting your expectations, how about a cold open for the game? How about a game show for the cold open? Usually it will come right after the monologue. But this time <laughs> we get to start off with, uh, will they snap with Bowen as the host? We see different contestants, Heidi, Chloe, Keenan, and Devin, who are there. Uh, Punky's there to deliver drinks. Sarah is a, uh, I believe, a flight attendant. So this was a really interesting cold open that sort of, you know, they, you think of rule of threes. We actually had rule of fours here when you see the different contestants and the levels that they'll get to before they snap. Bill, would love to get your thoughts on the cold open tonight. Well, you know, obviously the first thought is, okay, we're getting the game show out of the way right away. This is good. You know, let's, mm. and I, I always appreciate the different cold opens, you know, not, not a CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, or a political per se. But yeah, I, I think this was a lot of fun. I, I think all the contestants did a really good job. I mean, Heidi coming out and, and I mean, you obviously know where this is going right from the start, but um, she, they, they all bring their own level of escalation and are able to really make it work. Um, you know, each one getting a little more angry, a little quicker, you know, Keenan knocking everything off the table as soon as Elon Musk's name is out of Bowen's mouth. And I think Bowen was a great game show host. I think we we need more of Bowen when we're going to do these endless parade of game show hosts. So this this worked for me on almost every level. I think it was really smart, really well written, and I'll, I'll take this over a political open anytime. Yeah, I mean, I won't take this over what we got last week, which to me was an amazing cold open. Absolutely. But but like this was this was good. There were parts of it I really liked, and I'll talk about that in a moment. But Andrew, let's start with your thoughts on the cold open. Yeah, I mean, it was nice to not, again two weeks in a row not really seeing the usual, but then it's also an SNL game show sketch, so it's also kind of the usual, and also it's another one where like, boy, aren't you at the end of your rope? 
game show sketch, which we've done a lot of. Uh, but mostly it was inoffensive. Uh, I did enjoy uh, the, the, the Jag with Keenan worked, and it was nice to see Devin in there. And, you know, mostly all of his stuff worked as well. So I felt like the performances, I was enjoying the performances, but not so much the punchlines. Like I felt like it was just another grab bag of stories throughout the week thrown into a game show framing. And, you know, they probably would have been the same thing if, if James was playing Trump. They would have covered the same no. same thing. <laughs> Absolutely not. You can't see James as Trump talking about the Try Guys or something. Like, it would have happened. Well, it wait, wait, wait. Yes, for sure. But let me just say uh, your approach to coming onto the Hot Take Show to talk about the cold open would be way different if this was a Trump sketch because you'd be like, we've seen this so many times already. I'm <laughs> so tired of this. We've seen this so yeah. many times. No, like, no, I disagree. I, I see in the chat, like a few people talk about, yeah, like the, I saw our friend Casey mentioned like a few times at 46, we had some cold opens to open the season. Yeah. Yes, it does happen, but it doesn't happen nearly as much as the, the pattern that we were getting last year in season 47, where it was just back and forth, back and forth. I have to say, I agree with some people in the chat. I think two for two with cold opens this year, which is probably my biggest headline of the first two weeks is like, okay, they're doing something different. It seems yeah. to be working. I'll, I'll give them that. And I was, I was fine with it. I was not amazed, but you know, I was fine with it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, for me, I, I would say, uh, look, I, I think that Keenan gave me a really good laugh for this one. I have to I have to give it up when Keenan does it with the Elon Musk thing and then breaking the glass and stuff like that. Uh, Devin with the iron, I think, was really good as well. Uh, there were moments of this I really did enjoy. Do I think it was the best cold open ever? Definitely not. But I think it was pretty good high energy. I, I liked what I saw here. How about that monologue, though? Because we get Brendan, who I think some people may have guessed would bring out Colin Farrell, who's in the recent movie that I believe that they're doing together. Um, yeah. But Colin Farrell, a former host, hosted in 2004, season 30, episode 7. And yeah, we get to learn a little bit about Brendan as we've been learning about all the new one-time hosts. Gets to play on the mandolin a little bit, if I got that right. And Farrell comes out with the craziest mustache. And uh, <laughs> when I was watching this, I was like, that can't be real. But yeah, it was just fun to hear them together. Like I mentioned a couple times this week, I think I said it on the, must have been the, the patron feedback show this week. I tried to watch the trailer for the banshees of anishirin could not understand a word tried my best but but tonight for the monologue i think i got everything they said andrew how do you feel about the monologue tonight it was fun it was cute it really established brendan's energy i think i, I couldn't tell if there was supposed to be beats with him tuning the mandolin for so long that weren't Ooh connecting properly or not or or if that was just a live thing i i could not tell it was a strange beat to it all but i do think that when colin came out it did escalate it a bit and overall i mean i just i don't really remember many jokes but much like the monologues for this season and previous i i think it just does its job of establishing energy of our host Couple fun facts. I did enjoy the uh, the small applause uh, applause break that Imbruge got because that's an amazing film. Go see that. Go see any of of Martin McDonough's films. I'm I'm just so hyped for the Mountains of Ed Sheeran or whatever. It looks great. So yeah, I, I was on board. Okay, Bill, were you on board with this monologue? Absolutely. I, I I felt the same way Andrew did as far as it, it seemed. There was a couple beats there where I don't know if 
something wasn't working. I, I see Ellis says in the chat that it, same thing happened in rehearsal, but oh, I, okay. it, it, it so felt it like he was a little bit nervous. He felt like it, it was a little bit off, but it was endearing enough. And, you know, I, I'm so glad we're back to these cute cameos, these, you know, kind of pop-ins. We got the John Hamm last week, Colin Farrell, who we haven't seen in 18 years. I, I like that. I, you know, you don't want too much of it, and he'd end up in another sketch a little bit later on. But it, it was just the perfect amount of banter, a little bit of music. And, yeah, I, I like these monologues that we've gotten the last year plus now. Yeah, for sure. And I, I assume a very different monologue we're going to get from Megan the Stallion next week. But uh, for now, uh, this was a pretty good one. Okay, our first sketch after the monologue was let's head over to CNN, where Ego Wodem is our host. And we have Brendan Gleason, who is a field reporter who's supposed to be talking about Biden. But instead, we get to talk to the Try Guys. And last week, when we did that game show sketch about send something normal, I said, I was like, I'm surprised there was no Try guys talk in there obviously mm. it came together for this one where we had mikey bowen and andrew as the try guys no one playing ned for this one but this felt like something that snl was going to address it seems like the typical type of pop culture story that they would find a way to pinpoint on at some point and uh, i'll start off here i'm gonna say brendan gleason completely made this for me the fact that he was so on oh, yeah. board with mm -hmm. the keep going back to talk about the try guys to me this is one of those <laughs> sketches that the writing was good brendan gleason was fantastic in yeah. this one bill how are you feeling about the cnn sketch 100 percent on brendan uh, why why are we doing this I, like nobody's <laughs> gonna know who these guys are this this is the, bal the balloon boy sketch of 2022 like really like who cares about these guys i understand it's all over social media and well, I think okay. that's also the point of it. I, I I know, and and the the meta-ness of you know why do we care about these guys? I like that part of it, but Jesus, like, what are we doing here? You know, and leading off the night with this, it just did not work for me at all. You know, ego trying to redirect it to serious news was really fun, but the rest of it, and I like the fact that the the three try guys were wearing the same exact outfits. That was in the video earlier in the week. So that that was a nice touch. Well, also, then the, the cut back to me, please. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, I just want to give credit to our social media team tonight, uh, headed by Nicole and uh, some great, great people who work with us on social media, posted a, a picture of a side-by-side -side so you can see the Try Guys video and the three of them from SNL tonight if you want to take a look at our social media at the SNL network. So, Andrew, how did you feel about the sketch? <laughs> I love this. As you said, Brandon is the one that really kind of carries the the audacity of this sketch because before this whole thing happened like when it happened and i was on twitter and i was like boy twitter really wants me to know who the try guys are and i still don't care but i feel like this sketch is for me i am vaguely aware of everything that is happening because i am on social media and so i do see this nonsense uh, but the whole thing of of just yeah, the Brendan just incomprehensibly uh, so wrapped up in it, and I'm actually kind of sad that they they kind of got away from his character once we got into Andrew and and Mikey and Bowen as the Try Guys, because again, I think he was really selling the energy of the sketch, and I think it just came together for me. Like I, I think it was it was a sketch that I would have written about from my perspective on this whole thing. So 
yeah, overall, I was like, okay, yeah. That, suddenly a, a solid win on the Try Guys sketch. Huh. And the, the food baby and the Try Guys, like, the, the wordplay was really nice. I did, I, I liked it all. My, my problem with it is, and we saw last week, the Be Real sketch. Like, okay, do it smart. And I don't think this was smart. I think that's the problem I had with it. I don't care that you're covering pop culture. That's part of SNL's job. Um, and, you know, but but do it smarter than this. This was just a, a kind of a shot for shot. Mm. And, and nothing really brought to the table other than Brendan being really funny as the White House reporter. Yeah, but Brendan being funny, I think, is what makes this so great. Because for me, it's like you have to look at the situation. And yeah, there's a lot of angles that they can cover this. But I think it goes back to the range of reactions that everyone has had towards this scandal from like being absolutely enthralled by it to not giving a shit about it. And I think that what we have here is a 67 year old Irishman who could not be further removed from the try guy situation, absolutely loving them. Like he is a Paul Rudd one direction fan. And right. that to me is what makes this so great. It's his like utter enthusiasm to want to talk about the try guys. And I think like, if you didn't like it, give it a second chance. Cause I really feel like his enthusiasm. In this yeah, and the fact that like ego yeah. simply cannot move on either. Yes. Like the fact that it just, it persists, you know, is like, yeah, the, yeah, I don't know. I felt it really all worked. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, let's talk about another sketch that we got. And this time it's a pre-tape uh, new at SNL. And uh, these are always really fun when we get to meet some of the new cast members at the show officially, right? You know, like last week was uh, Michael Longfellow week. We got to see Devin in a few things, but really no, no Molly, no Marcelo in the ways that we wanted to meet them. And here we get a chance to kind of highlight all of them, especially Molly in this one. So all of the new cast members talk about their experience on the show, what it was like to meet Lauren Michaels and write for the show and his opinions uh, but except for molly who you know says that lauren hired them to kill putin and we get a lot of very funny references about how you know they're gonna go travel off and and meet some other politicians and who knows if their travel will ever have them come back and uh keenan appears at the end of the button where he admits uh that at the beginning of his run of the show he was the one who killed osama bin laden so andrew how do you feel about this new at snl pre-tape Oh, this was great. A little long. That's my only my only caveat on this is that it was a little long, but all the details were so wonderful. It was nice. I mean, just as I was watching this entire episode, I was like, where was any of this last week? You know, so, so this was this was great. This is really what I wanted to see. And I mean, not only did you have the runner with Molly and that was all great. I loved every minute of that but also the subtle underlying theme of marcello is also not really a cast member <laughs> like don't worry if you're not getting airtime like two years, into yeah, two years the <laughs> like that stuff was really cracking me up too um yeah so uh, again just oh i wish i really could have been tightened just a bit but mostly i thought this was amazing i i was laughing all the way through and i was like holy crap this is two sketches in a row i'm laughing heartily at wow yeah it, it was really really fun bill would love to get your thoughts on it oh that, anytime they do this you know obviously the one that goes back is cast member arcade fire that introduced everybody uh way back but yeah, this I, I found all four of these cast members so charming, uh, getting to know just a little bit more about each one of them. And, you know, Molly had some great lines, you know, the you know, what's what was it? Uh, 
you know what Sandler and Farrell never did? You know, killed Putin. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody can do sketches, right? Right. But nobody's killed Putin. And, and and as our good friend Nicole said in the chat, you know, the the pronoun uh, quote was really great too. And and mm. uh, them saying that, you know, well, this isn't the right time to talk about that anyway. So <laughs> as she's riding through, <laughs> that this this was fantastic on every level. Molly was was fantastic, and it was great to get to know these people a lot more. One more thing I want to talk about with regards to this sketch, and I kept thinking about it when I was watching it, and I thought about it earlier in the week because our friend Thomas had brought it up. For me, I'm seeing a lot of Molly Farley comparisons. Andrew, what say you? Yes, I feel maybe it's too early to say that, but there are some chaotic elements that Molly seems to share with with Farley. But when I saw that midweek promo, all I could think of was that Molly sounded like Mary Jo Peel from Mystery Science Theater 3000. That, that, that was what just the sound, the tonality, it grabbed me. It reminded me of Mystery Science, and that's a good thing because SNL and Mystery Science Theater are my two favorite shows. So that was a good thing. Does Molly have the same chaotic elements as as Farley? Hard to say. They haven't been able to do the the, the physicality of a uh, of a Farley yet. Uh, so we will see if that happens. But yes, potentially. Okay, I want to check back in on this later on in the season with you. So we'll we'll talk about that uh, down the road. But uh, Bill, yeah, I mean, we talked a little bit during the week about this midweek promo where you had Molly skateboard. Or, sorry, she had Brendan skateboarding, and Molly was playing the security guard that was going after Brendan. And obviously, that was you know the first initial initial part of this. But then I really saw it in this pre tape. So do you agree? Do you see any comparisons there? I, I'm I'm with Andrew. I, I think it's too early to tell. Uh, I don't know that we've seen the work that can be done at this point with, you know, where Farley had the Chippendale sketch. There hasn't been anything like that at this point. Um, Still a little bit into the run, though, you know. Absolutely. Well, no, that was his first show. No. Was that? That was not the first show. Uh, was no. that? Really? No. I'd have to double check, but okay, I, I believe on. that was his first show. No, but uh, I, it was not his first show. It was, it was probably, like, within the first block, though, maybe. I'll give you that. Okay. Okay. I, I think uh, I get Melissa McCarthy vibes uh, from them as well. I don't know if that's a little too on the nose, uh, but that kind of chaotic energy, especially when Melissa w would be on the show. So, yeah, I'd like to see. I, either way, I think, okay, being told it was the fourth, fourth episode. Fourth okay, episode. Four, yeah, fourth show of the scene. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sometimes yeah, so I'm maybe, wrong, which is crazy, but... So <laughs> So look yeah, for uh, no, I, I, Halloween Chippendales on the 29th. Mm. Ah. Interesting. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, the comparisons are fair, but I don't think we're there yet. Okay, well, looking forward to seeing much more from Molly down the road. Okay, let's move on to our next sketch of the night, and this is the Marilyn Monroe sketch where Chloe Feynman's playing Marilyn Monroe. We get a little bit of J.A.J. in here, and Heidi and Brendan reading some fan mail. So, uh, Bill, we'd love to get your thoughts on the Marilyn Monroe sketch. Oh, uh, well, mostly good. Uh, I, I love 
the uh, extended airtime that Chloe's been getting so far this year. Uh, that was one of the big worries going into this year, uh, that she wasn't going to move up, even though all these people had left. Uh, but yeah, I, I love getting to see her more the last two weeks. Uh, her Marilyn Monroe, while not the hardest impression in the world, is is spot on. Uh, seeing J.A.J. in the straight role again really worked for me. And uh, I, I'm not sure why Brendan was dressed as a woman, I guess, <laughs> to get him into the sketch. I mean, we haven't really seen a lot of that in, in recent SNL years. But uh, he was very funny as well. Heidi killed with the lines, always ending with not a fan. And yeah, I mean, this was this was pretty good. Little one note, but Chloe made it work and Heidi helped as well. Okay. Seems like some of the chat is down on this sketch. Andrew, are you down on it? Yeah, the, I, this is probably my least favorite of the night. And when I was watching the, uh, the episode with folks in my Discord, somebody had pointed out that this is basically, if you've not seen Blonde, this is more or less a recreation of a particular scene in the movie, even down to, I guess, this is all hearsay, that, that Brendan kind of resembled one of the, the ladies that come in to read these letters. It was, yeah, it was, it was very one note. Brendan, again, this is another one where Brendan really is, is saving things for me because I, I just don't know what alchemy he is working there, but he was making me chuckle in his performance and performance only because the writing simply was not there for me. It was, it was too, you know, again, we were kind of talking about, it's like, it, it seems like, you know, like mid nineties SNL, we were kind of just hitting that same punchline over and over again. Not a fan, not a fan, not a fan. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't want to belabor it. I was not a fan. Okay. All right. That, that's fair. It seems like the chat sort of felt the same, that this was maybe the low point of the evening for them. Yeah, Chloe Feynman playing Marilyn Monroe. We have a, a long history of Marilyn Monroe being played on Saturday Night Live, going back to the days of Mary Gross, Terry Garr, Madonna, Charlize Theron, uh, Abby Elliott, and Nassim Pedrad all played Marilyn Monroe on Saturday Night Live, and now Chloe Feynman. So yeah, I mean, I, I sort of agree with the panel here. I sort of feel like, uh, you know, we had a really amazing start, and maybe to Bill's point, I think what he said a little bit in the middle, it may have dipped just a touch, but Mm -hmm. Now uh, now we'll see what comes up. So uh, let's talk about this next one where we get the photographer sketch. So here we get some Andrew Dismukes. So we get another appearance from Colin Farrell. Andrew, would love to know what you think, our Andrew, of the photographer sketch. I loved this one. This one worked on the stupid... I would imagine Dismukes helped write this because it just kind of has yeah. his faux dramatic energy that he brings to so many of his sketches and like the music cue swelling and just all the insane lines. And again, Brendan just selling every moment so hard. Uh, and then Colin coming in and really, again, just like it is Colin coming in and being the cameo for the night makes more sense than it did or does in any other episode, you know, just simply because you know, these two have been kind of a, a double team a couple times, you know, so it, it, they just have good energy together. So it, it really makes sense to have them as the, you know, double shy guys and stuff. And, and just it, 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 it worked somehow. The energy of the show was just working for me at this point. And Brendan was putting everything over and there was just enough stupid lines 
and and silliness throughout it that I'm just like I'm I'm really just vibing with it. Like I I enjoyed it. I <laughs> yeah. The end. Uh, I think- our friend Ken in the chat says uh, Colin was used in a Daniel Craig way here, but his cameo was much better executed. And yeah, after mm. talking to some people, they mentioned sort of like uh, remi- the sketch reminded them a little bit of the Prince auditions that we got from yes, last so, season so with Rami Malek. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And and I think Bill, I think one of the things or one of the storylines coming into the season about Michael Longfellow from the little that we knew about him was that there could potentially be some Michael Longfellow Andrew Dismukes pairings that we may look at potentially even in the 10 to one slot this season so now we get to see it here though it is pre-update so how did you feel about this photographer sketch it's funny you say that because i wrote down dismukes jr because that's what he felt like it was almost like he was taking dismukes old place as dismukes moves up in the ranks i like this this worked pretty well for me again just like andrew said uh, brendan was so game in this I love the line Dismukes drops about it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. And I've watched Seinfeld. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, Dismukes has really kind of cornered the market. I'm playing this uber creepy guy who's not as creepy as he should be. But, you know, you get these really weird vibes from him. So I, I, I enjoyed this a lot. And yeah, Colin, Colin uh, played a decent role in this as well. Yeah, for me, this was much more improved than the previous uh, sketch that we got. And I, I just, I'm a big Andrew Dismukes fan. fan. Andrew Dismukes to me was just like the MIP last season. So impressed with everything that he did. Most improved. That's for you, Andrew. Um, oh. But yeah, I really, <laughs> I really loved everything he brought. Uh, we didn't get too much from him last week besides that cold open. Mm. So, you know, I was, you know, waiting to see if we would get something that was more in his voice, in his style, because I do feel that Andrew Dismukes' voice is very different and unique compared to some of the writers that are still there at the show where we can sort of tell their tropes and we've seen their sketches before. I think the Andrew Dismukes type sketches still still feel fresh to me. So for yeah. me, whenever I get to see them, it's really exciting. So uh, and, and they're not beating us over the head with them. So for me, it, it's, you know, like I'll, I'll say it, it, it's sort of like a Forte sketch where it, which never got tiring for me. And I'm a huge Forte fan. So that's really high praise. But like, I think very that there high is praise comparison. for you, John. No, I know, I know, but I, I, it's still early in his career, but I feel like there is some connection between the Dismukes and the Fortes of the world. So Yeah, I um, mean, if I was actually taking notes on this, I would have, there would have been what a lot supposed to do of, for this show? Huh? No, no, okay. no, no, this is just hot takes. This is just off the dome, baby. You, y'all take yeah. notes? Bill, yeah. what are you doing? No, yeah, uh, yeah hey, but five it pages of notes, sir. Five pages of notes, cripes. He's a no, professional. I just chat with people while I watch the show, and then I come on here and chat with y'all. What was I about to say? Oh, it just would have been like there was just so many one-liners that I am just I can't come up with right now that that did get hearty laughs from me. So yeah, I, I'm right there with you. It, a forte like specialty of really wringing some some juice out of like six words you know yeah you like it to juice mm. okay let's uh let's move on to please don't destroy they're back so we were wondering where we get this again we did not get this at all in may during the previous season i believe we didn't get this during the premiere so it's been a long time since we've seen a please don't destroy pre-tape they did do one for i believe it was like the nbc like pro- promos for like the fall lineup and stuff like that which was not anywhere near related to oh, i'm i'm, I'm missing the terminal yeah uh what what that's called but uh someone in the chat can remember it, tell me but yeah they did film a, a, a i don't think it, 
Upfronts, thank you. Yes, the Upfronts. Yeah. yeah, they did create one there. I don't think they ever released it publicly. Obviously, a lot of news oh. coming out about PDD doing a movie that they're, you know, rise to stardom. They have a movie coming out. Sounds right here in North Carolina, baby. Yeah, it's uh, it's big. I saw that, uh, I believe, online uh, this week, uh, Conan O'Brien talked about how he's going to be in that movie. So I'm sure it's going to be like a really classic SNL fun movie with lots of cameos of people that we know. But I am happy to see that they're still doing sketches for SNL besides just writing them. And here we get the sketch called Senior Year, where uh, Brendan Gleeson's playing Tommy, who reveals he's been 67 the whole time. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, major headline of the PDD short tonight not in the office. So yes. is that going to be a sign of season two that they're, you know, they're expanded their world and they're going to be sort of like three sad virgins. They're going to be out of the office. That's something to think about, but a lot of really great lines in this. I want to go to our panel on it. So Andrew, I'll start with you. What were your thoughts on please don't destroy senior year? Yeah. I mean, this is, this does what I've been waiting for, for a while, which was, you know, get him out of the office. The office stuff was fine. Uh, up until a certain point where I was like, okay, now it's kind of constricting the ideas here, I feel. And so, yeah, now we're just, we're completely branching out into uh, whatever. And I, I felt it completely worked for them. And as I think people are saying, this might've been my favorite, please don't destroy sketch so far. Again, though, I feel because Brendan was really putting it over like i hate to keep on hammering that like you know hammering that home but just i mean the whole idea of like okay like he's a 67 year old high school student not the most mind-blowing comedy concept of all time but just the in just in execution it all comes together so wonderfully and uh, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, probably one of my best, uh, my favorite PPD shorts. Bill, it sort of feels that SNL is going to give PDD as much money as they could possibly need to produce these shorts this year because they know that these are working. Do you agree? 100%. You know, I, I said last year, stay in the office for the rest of the season. That's That's kind of the gimmick. That's what you're doing. Don't break it up now, except for Three Sad Virgins. But next year, and they listened, you know, I, I have a lot of influence there, as, as you may know. But uh, Although, Kenny. Yes. But uh, I, I mean, and Andrew nails it. It's the execution. You know, it's not reinventing the wheel with the jokes. You know, they're hitting the same beats over and over again. You know, well, wait, when we were in the gym, you were naked. And, you know, that should have been or we were drinking crappy beer and you were drinking out of the glass with the big ice cubes. Which, by the way. I do that. So, uh, you know, that gave me the biggest well, Who's the 67-year-old, wow, John? What a <laughs> fancy lad. I, I still drink crappy beer, cube. sir. <laughs> I'm sorry. One big ice cube melts really slowly and makes it taste a lot better. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But, but yeah, no, I mean, this completely worked for me. Uh, you know, I audibly cheered when, when they came on the screen in my empty living room with my wife and daughter. Uh, because I've been waiting for them to just be back here, you know, like, yeah, they, they look at me hey, like, they wrote some sketches stuff. last week, but yes, yeah. I, I know, I know, but it, it's something about this, the, this setup there, the, it's the digital shorts of our time, as we've said a thousand times. So yeah, it, this, this worked at every level was funny from beginning to end. So, and yeah. they shout I out, uh, Penn state. So that works for me too. 
That's true. I am wondering if now I am a 67 year old because of the whole whiskey thing. And also like I've uh, gone to my fair share of like steam rooms before. So I'm, com- you know, like the whole comfortable being new thing <laughs> that he did. So Who are I, you? <laughs> so I do wonder, I do wonder if maybe this was made for me more than I thought, but this was really good. I have to say, I really also enjoy the part where he admits that he's been sleeping with uh, John Higgins mother uh, for all the, the nepotism <laughs> talk that we've had about this whole situation. I think that was kind of a fun little poke at that so you know that was a a very fun pre-tape i can't wait to rewatch that one okay next up we get our musical guest so we get willow coming in who who was up here last year with camila cabello so willow appears again does a couple songs i guess if there's anything to say you know a couple notable things that came up tonight guitar smash so i believe a couple years back when phoebe bridgers hosted the show uh, there was such a fuss made about phoebe bridgers smashing her guitar so will be interesting to see if that happens again with willow because i think it's that's a ridiculous thing to point out like there's anything wrong with that at all i I think her father should have came out and slapped her oh yes okay thank you for that but but uh yeah and also we do get the uh we do get the f-bomb from willow this time which i don't think was was sanctioned so that one believe was the first one that we've gotten in a few years on the show did you notice that one son of a bitch see you know damn it john why is this the first time that you want to literally bring up the musical performances oh you didn't watch it (laughs) okay i I was taking smoke breaks i was taking smoke breaks my i have to watch i only talk about it when something interesting happens so but i you know the first song i did catch uh most of it and it seemed fine music mix seemed a little thin it seemed fine and then the second one was happening and i was like i was kind of poking poking my ear in as I was trying to take a smoke break and I was like this sounds rad what's going on and then I missed it because it seemed like all of two minutes but it's it sounded rad I was like this is cool yeah. and I did yeah only chat informed me that we were doing some you know dollar store plasmatics uh, busting up of things you know and I was like okay that's cool that's rad I enjoy that We will talk about music on the Hot Take Show when something interesting happens. So I thought there was some interesting stuff here tonight. Okay, let's talk about weekend update. So second weekend update of the season, Colin and Michael are back to talk about a lot of things, including Herschel Walker and Dr. Oz. But let's talk about the different correspondence we got here tonight. There was one that was cut, which we will get to momentarily. But first, we're going to talk about Ego Wodim, who played Black Little Mermaid, or Little Mermaid, as she prefers to be called, or Ariel. Um, Ariel. As she prefers called. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, basically, uh, a lot of talk about how... <laughs> her mom got drunk and had sex with a tuna and that she was the one that did the bp oil spill flounder still won't talk to her so, so uh really fun stuff here from ego always love getting ego at the desk i feel like we yeah. never go wrong with ego at the desk so bill how did you feel about ego love 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 ego at the desk feel like we didn't get enough of that last year so mm. yeah I, I love the whole part of her not being a hero talking about supporting the iraq war like <laughs> what a deep cut like 20 years ago man what are we doing here um but yeah you know talking about being rich and you know rich rich not just rich and you know that th- this worked for me she she has great reactions with joe's yeah uh, always up for some ego time Andrew, how do you feel about ego tonight Oh, yeah, this was amazing. I loved it. Uh, again, if I took notes, I'd have a lot of... Uh, but yeah, Jamaican by nuts. <laughs> it was really, really sold it. Yeah, this was great. I love Ego, and this was just 
back to front banger lines out of ego just selling it wholesale i loved it i was buying Banging it a all. tuna what <laughs> mom banged a tuna uh but yeah, <laughs> yeah ego, okay ego, sorry yeah, yeah, ego I thought you're making very... one of your john schneider puns yep uh ego was really great in this one but not not to overshadow because i think ego was fantastic but we have to talk about the first appearance of marcelo on weekend update so last week michael longfellow this week marcelo gets his turn and it's uh bill i'm gonna get to you in a moment because i don't want to talk baseball with you but first i'm gonna head over to andrew to get his opinion on this stuff we're about to hear about latin players his mom's from cuba his dad's in the Dominican republic so we get a lot of interesting hmm. discussion of baseball here how do you feel about it andrew well the energy really carried it for me don't really understand all the references to my knowledge they are all true to life as far as what i've heard so props on you know him for that um yeah i enjoyed this this is great i mean again I, i'm so glad that you know two episodes in we've we've gotten all of the newbies in on some sort of anchoring piece you know devin still has you know we still yet to fully see you know what he he can deliver he's, he's just gotten some other pieces but we've we've seen everybody to this point and i'm feeling good about the newbies for sure so far and yeah this was was not every single joke i think was for me but the energy was there and i was still laughing for sure thumbs up on it i feel like this was sort of for bill who is the biggest baseball guy that i know so i'd love yeah, to get your take it bill take it yeah. bill Listen. go ahead after watching almost 12 hours of baseball today leading up to snl is an <laughs> october grand i mean god damn it this is great but yeah uh, you're like you're like dane cook the- in those uh in those it's october <laughs> <probably>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you bring up the one bad baseball SNL connection in the history of the show. Come on. Sorry, go ahead. What go was ahead. that? Yeah. Is doing those? Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. Yeah. No, I mean, the, he, he <laughs> nailed all the parts of, of all the Dominican players and what they do as far as celebrations and the post-game interviews. And yeah, I, I really, his energy was so high. And like Andrew said, you didn't have to really be into what he was talking about to really appreciate how funny it was. And you can't really put this guy in a box. I, I don't really have anybody else to really compare him to on the show, which is nice. You know, we don't necessarily need the next Pete and the next Kate and the next. This is this is nice. This is he's his own entity. And to to have that kind of comfortableness on the show, you guys were talking about it on the roundtable on Monday, where the banter back and forth between Joe's, I feel like. He was a little bit better with it than Michael was, even though Michael did a great job last week as well. He he seemed well, to get that, it like, a little bit more. That one interjection of like, do you feel it, Colin? Really <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Rolling. Yes. So, yeah, this was 100% great for me. This was great for me, too. And I am also a big baseball guy. There used to be a team in my study, the Montreal Expos. And when I was younger, I used to do something very similar to Marcelo. And I was watching this. I couldn't believe it because I used to imitate batting stances like that was I love doing mm. that because there'd be so many people. And like that's like one of the weird things that like I think only applies to baseball. I can't think of like another sport, maybe like a free throw shot that people like do something different. But like yeah. batting stances in baseball are so unique to the player. Like they're just even I guess like the way people pitch. There's something about baseball that's just like well really, even like uh, culturally like i think like japanese baseball teams have like a lot of different stances too 
Right, exactly. So for me, just to see Marcelo, who uh, I, I think the best part of this whole thing was him getting up from the seat and then standing up, you know, behind the desk and then imitating the stand. Like to me, he was like so confident, so great. And, you know, again, I, I think, you know, this is the type of show, the SNL network, the Saturday Night Network, where we're going to, you know, make comparisons to former cast members. I think in the case of Marcelo, he is extremely unique one of the most like unique new players I think we've had on the show in a very long time. And yeah. that is what's really fun because I have zero expectations for what he's going well, to Well, somebody did uh, point out yeah, go for it, it. a little bit Jim Brewer-ish in the physicality. Okay. But okay. I mean, that's just, then you can but, but say... not in the January 6th way, right? No, definitely no, not. No, no, no. <laughs> you don't, uh, no, no. you know, listen. There was a time, there was a time we enjoyed Jim Brewer. Listen, uh, we, we, there are plenty of SNL cast members we have to put in a box for their SNL time. So I'm, I'm yes. with you. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, and so point. I couldn't I couldn't disagree with that. Of like, yeah, there is a little bit of a Jim Brewer vibe here. So you know, okay. I'm not against it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And also, I will. I do just want to say we did kind of skip over it. I did just feel like you know, like last week weekend update. <clears throat> didn't really it kind of tanked the energy for me in the middle of the episode this one i felt even from colin and michael they were, were they were doing more they were doing more than last week and and kept the energy rolling so as yeah. we we get in the back half i'm still feeling pretty high on everything yeah, they, yeah they and definitely i will say like had a bad bad energy last week i completely agree with that this they seem to be more in mid-season form this week yeah and I will say, like, coldest take in the world for the cold take show is, like, the premiere is obviously not ever, like, as good as the second episode. Like, things take a while to get really, oh, really but so, to, I mean, that's, yeah, like, yeah. watching this one was, like, what a quality whiplash, though. Like, from an episode that I, I really, like, I honestly kind of hated to one that I honestly kind of loved is, like, it, it's very weird for me. Very rarely does the the show, like, have this much of a, a, a whiplash. It's usually okay. somewhere, you know, it's like operating somewhere in the middle, you know, for me. So, all right. Well, we did have James Austin Johnson, who was cut from Weekend Updates. Last week, he appeared with Keenan Thompson. This mm. time, JJ was set to appear alone. And JJ was introduced mm. as, and I'll, I'll thank our friend Ellis, who was at Dress, who gave us this information. JJ was introduced as, as Senator John Kennedy. He comments that he's not going to do that this week, though, and is tired of all the prosthetics he keeps getting. Oh. His Mitch McConnell looks like a turkey sandwich. He wants oh. to do other non-political impressions, like Born Again Christian Louis. CK, JK <laughs> Simmons, Batman, Bob Dylan's Ringer, etc. So hopefully mm. we get a chance to see JJ as JFK on Weekend Update coming up. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's yeah. that's not JFK. That's the crazy senator from the current John Kennedy, right? Oh, is it? Is, is it? Okay. Yeah. 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 Sure. So, so the, there, okay, there's so a, a oh god, senator. what? Yeah. Yeah. No okay, relation, so that, as far as I know. But yeah. really, okay, oh, so that is, if they're going to have a Madonna or a a, a uh, Ellis, if you, I know you're in the chat live. If you could clarify if it was old JFK or new John Kennedy, that would be great. I would appreciate that. So, uh, oh, so we'll find out about that. What? Okay. 
in the meantime, let's move on to our next sketch, this one after a weekend update, which was called Blood Oath. And this was a sketch that was actually cut from last week's episode. So mm. in this case, I believe that Miles Teller was playing the Brendan Gleeson role. Brendan mm. and Mikey, they face this common enemy. And in order to do that, they make a blood oath, except Brendan cuts his hand too hard here. We get the typical blood just shooting out everywhere from his hand, getting all over Keenan and Chloe. So Bill, how do you feel about blood oath? Oh boy, talking about mid-90s tropes that just don't land anymore. Holy <laughs> crap, this was terrible. I I don't I don't get what the hell were we doing here? I mean, is this still funny? You know, we've had these blood things in the arms for about 25 years now. Couldn't they throw in a vomit bag as well and, and really make it work? I, this this didn't work for me in any way. Brendan couldn't even save this. The only funny part was Chloe breaking off to the side. So, no, not, nothing worked for me in this one at all. Andrew? This one... Yeah, I, I can almost I, I I feel Bill on this because yes, in conception on the page, this is pure last week premiere material for me. Again, I feel that Brendan saves this one. I don't know how, I don't know why, but just he adds some amount of of joy to this that I was a I was vibing with like and even you know as it started i was like okay all right so we got another gore sketch you know as he's like oh boy, I, you know really cut my yeah and so it's like okay we've gone boy all the way back to the 70s with the julia child sketch we've done this before many many times and this one just gets over on energy and its placement in the show somehow just you know, within the mixtape that is the SNL night, it just landed at the right place with the right grooves and the right amount of silliness and everybody genuinely enjoying themselves. And and Brendan just spraying the map. Like, eventually he just gives up the ghost and he's just really just like he's Spider-Man. Just like, like Keenan's like right in Keenan's face. Like, ah, you know. So again, I just like I was I'm having fun. I'm just like I'm 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 having the fun that Brendan is having. So I, I it's not a classic. It's not even that great on page, but I had fun with it. Yeah. I mean, it, like this sketch, you're either going to like it if you like, you know, somebody spraying blood everywhere or you're not if that's just not your thing and you've seen it one too many times. Like I just feel like it's like it's that's really all there is to it, right, Bill? Absolutely. But I was promised an angry Andrew Dick. What the hell is happening here? <laughs> what is going on? Why am I playing your role? I don't know. Is that all, is that on the bingo board? Bill and Andrew switching yeah. roles. I don't know. You need to but... start screaming more, Bill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> start screaming. I, I did like this. I do feel like I didn't get a chance to obviously see the Blood Oath sketch with Miles Teller from last week, but I have to imagine that having an older actor here feels like the right choice for someone. Yes, gonna, and I, you know, yeah, that, just, that's the yeah. thing is I can't see Miles putting this over as well. He's just bringing a different vibe. Should have saved yes. it for He probably would have played the reality of it more, which I feel that the sketch didn't need, you know, in a way. Yeah, I will say that there's structurally some things with this sketch that I probably would have 
changed a little bit. And I wonder like, you know, through all the rewrites and what happens, like how this all developed the way it was. But I think there was a little bit of conflating between the fact that like he cut his hand so much that they're starting to like, I forgot the words they use, but they're starting to like see stuff inside his hand. And like mm-hmm. the, the thought the is like they're going, like, I, yeah, like, like a ligaments. Yeah, exactly. Which to me was like really funny, but it was like, okay, is this like so gross that they're going to make them like pass out type of thing? And I thought like that was the direction they were heading with it. But then it ends up being like all about the blood at that point. And like, there's no ligaments to be found. But, uh, you know, so to me, like, I think there's like certain things that I don't think this sketch was perfect. You just wanted to press his hand up against the camera? Like, what'd you want? (laughs) Yeah, uh, this was a uh, Mikey and Streeter and O'Kane sketch. So that Mm. was uh, Blood Oath. Okay. Let's talk about our final sketch of the night. And last week, we talked all about the fact that Sarah's Elvis sketch got cut, which was supposed to be the last sketch of the night last week. But this week, mm. we get the Sarah googly eye sketch where <laughs> we get to be, we peek in on an ad agency where we get to see all of the uh, lines for Denver, except Sarah's looking down. She looks up. All of a sudden, she has googly eyes. Obviously, I could not prepare my googly eyes in time for the hot take show tonight, but I would have loved to have performed that bit because I thought this was fantastic. Just getting any Sarah Sherman to me is really good where uh, she can't see straight. Uh, There's a lot of fun. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Sarah forgot uh, to put her real eyes in the fridge. We get lots of reactions from Longfellow, from Bowen, from Ego. Keenan walks in with the one line and walks out. I'm going straight to church. (laughs) Just a lot of things. And we get the uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off style monologue from Sarah at the end. So, Bill Kenny, let's take Take it home. Tell me what you thought of this Sarah I sketch. Well, what I wrote in my notes, my notes, Andrew, uh, <laughs> I was so angry after the last sketch. And, and one of the things I wrote was I thought we had moved on from the stupid gory humor and gone to the smart gory humor, if that makes sense, with the Sarah mm. Squirm stuff last year. And I was so upset about this. And, and post weekend update wasn't great last week. And I thought, oh, Jesus, mm-hmm. what's happening here? This killed it. This was 10 out of 10. Sarah was so game. Monette mentions it in the chat. I I didn't even think about the fact that she had to memorize the blocking. This was so fantastic. And she is game to do anything. Everybody was so great in the sketch. Even the the Keenan reacts, comes in, boom, gone. Kept her old eyes in her pocket for the entire time. If she had just put them in the refrigerator before 72 (laughs) hours were up, that would have saved it. But yeah, this, this is... Perfect Sarah Squirm uh, material, and I'm all here for it. Andrew, I sort of, you know, thinking back now, I think all of the gory or body humor stuff that Sarah has done in live sketches has been cut in the last two seasons. But all of the pre-tape stuff has made it. This is the first time we're getting a live sketch of Sarah doing her thing. Yeah, very true. Yeah. And, and... Yeah, I want more because I mean her whole thing is is really doing these effects, these practical effects, which I you know as an old school horror fan and and so on and so forth, I love practical effects and and nonsense like that as well as Sarah and I think uh, was it uh, Louis Zachary? What's the makeup guy? Uh, is that Louis his name? Karen? Yes, there you go. Uh, I know that he's like so pumped to like be working with Sarah this season to like really uh, hopefully put these things over live more than pre-tape. And, you know, this one plays it kind of simple in a way, but also doesn't because as many people in chat have pointed out, hard to tell if she can see anything. 
from you know what can she see out i don't know i couldn't see mesh or anything so probably had to have it memorized and all the blocking memorized in the room and just that's impressive on its own and then the rest of the sketch just on paper in performance in execution uh was a lot of fun <laughs> like I was, I was i was laughing the entire ride i mean when she finally revealed it i was like holy crap <laughs> and so it was a great shock laugh and then it just continued on a lot of great lines her tearing down the curtain is like i'm gonna grab my jacket <laughs> and you know just a, a lot of good jokes in this one and so i thought it was like you know for me again the people in the chat is like this this uh, iffy episode i thought this was the perfect cap capper to the energy this this episode has had you know just like is a very performance carried episode and and that's why i feel like this at the very end really sends it home i agree Okay, let's talk about what was cut at dress rehearsal. So every week we're going to try and give you this information to the best as we can. Obviously, we do find out more as we go. But, you know, we had three live sketches which were cut, one pre-tape that was cut tonight. Mm. First up, we have a sketch called McMeanies. And this was a sketch where Mikey Day and Brendan were working at the restaurant McMeanies, where they were insulting Chloe Feynman, J.A.J., and Marcelo. We also get Devin and Molly in this sketch as well. We have a sketch called Airplane, where some Somebody drops inappropriate photos, I guess, like, uh, you know, people have their phones on Bluetooth and we get the mm -hmm. airdrop where people are dropping photos. And this time uh, somebody dropped inappropriate photos asking for medicinal advice for a red rash and Ego and Andrew receive the photos. Keenan's also a passenger. Mikey is a pilot in this. And we end up finding out that Brendan and Molly are the culprits. Uh, hmm. We also get a sketch called Poker Game where Brendan, Mikey, Andrew, JAJ, Molly and Devin are all playing poker. And Brendan wants to be the cool person among the guys. He reviews things like he likes toad and princess peach and he wants a jetpack for christmas and it's very brendan apparently in this poker game there was mm, also so a more more mario references huh yeah and then there was Imagine also that's a, a streeters then streeter and mikey on that one uh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, pre-tape, we have uh, a horror pre-tape from the producers of Smile and the Twisted Minds of Morning Joe about the horrifying realities of the 2024 election, and uh, including stuff like Biden is too old, uh, Kamala can't run, Cory Booker can't because he's too corny, there's no Bernie, and we get a lot of cast members in this horror pre-tape. I would assume that this one may end up online, so it'll be interesting to see. So one pre-tape, three sketches that were cut at dress. We'll see what pops up. Like we said, we had a sketch that was cut last week that appeared this week in the show so we'll see if one of those happens next week yeah no no cut sketches that they uploaded did they uh, last week yeah so let's uh let's give our ratings out of 10 for the night and wrap this whole thing up so i really feel like it was uh bill dick and andrew kenny tonight you guys swap spots because just okay i couldn't believe what i was hearing <laughs> from the two of you but let me start with our our man bill kenny after talking it over with us bill are you higher on the episode what are you going to rate it out of 10 chat would love to get your ratings out of 10 as well we'll put them up on screen you know, Thomas in the chat, our friend, uh, mentions that I only hate it one sketch. I actually hate it two, this, uh, the White House and the uh, the Blood one. But I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. You guys kind of talked me into some more of it. The the optimistic Andrew Dick kind of moved me in the right direction. So I know. It's wild, right? Yeah. 7 okay. out of 10. Andrew, how are you feeling? 
See, like you know, like my podcast. You know, we'll we'll do it at a five. We'll get the, we'll get the plugs. I know. No, like, hold on. But it was like I, I was like I'm feeling like a four or four point five. I couldn't figure it out, so I'm gonna go with an eight out of ten. Possibly lean into an eight point five on a rewatch. I don't know, or maybe you know the live energy will will push it back. You know, maybe it's a seven point five. I I don't know, but I, it's surprised like. Yeah, eight out of ten seems pretty fair for tonight. I I was really, again, a lot of the stuff on page wasn't classic or great or any any of that, but just the performances, the energy and the the vibe and atmosphere of the night really pulled me through the entire thing, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. I think eight eight out of ten is probably the has to be the highest I've ever been on on SNL network or the, the Saturday night network, whatever you're calling it now. I guess we're going to change the name every season. I guess that's what that's our thing. So uh, for for me, it's going to be uh, somewhere I would like I'm sort of thinking eight and a half almost because for me, I was just extremely high on tonight's episode. I think that there was not every single thing worked. It's definitely not 10 out of 10 episode. To me, this is like definitely in the top 20 to 25 percent of episodes in the history of the show in my opinion when you're going to go back and you're going to look at this one on a rewatch i think you know and, that, and that's how i look at my out of tens because I, I think to me this is a a big really just a strong episode all across the board you got to see lots of different cast members from the ones who have been there for a few years to the andrew dismukes in like the middle where we got to see a little bit more to the rookies this episode had something for everybody so I feel like this works on all levels and yet a host who just brought it. So there's not a lot to complain about tonight, in my opinion. Very excited for what we're going to get next week uh, after coming off this high from this week. All right. Yeah. Before we get there, very oh. excited for all of the coverage that's going to be happening here on the Saturday Night Network. All We've got long. 10 episodes covering we've got, this. We've got <laughs> so much more. Uh, I, I'm so thrilled every single uh, Saturday night to get to hang out with all of my friends <laughs> in the chat and here on the show just to talk through this episode. It's really comforting. But if, you, if you're enjoying this, I really think you're going to enjoy some of our episodes that happen during the week. Monday Night Roundtables, I've been told by some people, is their favorite episode of the week because we get to dive into the sketches even more. No time limits. We just talk about the ones that we want to talk about so we have an See, excellent be on one of those i have mondays off now john yes yes well we're gonna we're gonna have you on a round table coming up sometime soon so that'll be fun so uh so <laughs> we, you plan no on i will do it i promise sometime this season you'll be on a round table so uh join us on monday night for that we're gonna talk through the sketches that we want to talk about wednesday night in case you missed it last week i was on the premiere of our new weekly by the numbers show so if you love the stats of saturday night live mike and nicole do an amazing job counting all of the stats from all week and they get to talk through them talk about what they mean talk you know through objectively who's doing great on the show they'll be back this wednesday night to talk through all the stats in our by the numbers week two and i will be live on thursday night with two more of our amazing patrons who will co-host the show with me answer questions about the bread and gleason week and look forward to the megan the stallion week if you ever wanted to co-host a show on the saturday night network Join us because uh, you can do that at <laughs> patreon.com slash the SNL network to join and make sure to sign up for a patron feedback show. All right. I think I got through all the plugs. So, <laughs> uh, Bill, I will start with you. Where can the listeners check out everything you got going on? Thanks for having me, John. It's an honor and a pleasure to be with uh, the most optimistic person on the network tonight. <laughs> you can find me at BKLove73 on both Instagram and Twitter. 
Great to get to speak to you, Bill. And Andrew, what's happening over at That Week in SNL? Oh, boy. We've also just started our latest season, our sixth season of That Week in SNL with the... Sigourney Weaver, uh, the season 12 premiere was like Sigourney Weaver, but like no official uh, musical guest, but actually it's Buster Poindexter because he has three songs. Uh, so it's, it's really Buster Poindexter. And we did that with our uh, friend and comedian, Tim Barnes, and we've got more stuff coming up. Actually, when this live episode ends, I'm going to pitch John on the episode I want him to come on. Uh, okay. for this season uh so we'll see if he is into that idea but uh yeah we're also back into the swing of things over at that week in snl talking vintage snl and in case you missed it over the summer i did appear on that week at snl talking about the chris christopherson episode yes. from the first season of snl mm-hmm. that was the episode where i personally had many a whiskey with a large <laughs> glass of ice oh, so yes. you definitely- if you want to hear uh john as drunk as i am during the network episodes tune into him talking about the the chris christopherson episode because uh Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. You really yeah, get was... some some raw John Snyder there. Yes, yes, for sure. That's that okay. certainly a one ice cube in the glass uh type of night. <laughs> hundred percent. Well, uh, you can find everything we're doing, all the amazing things our team is posting on social media at the SNL Network. So make sure to check us out there. Subscribe. Please subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Those subscriptions really help people find a show. And if you feel like or find our show and if you feel like leaving a review for us, uh, we always appreciate that as well as we continue do all of this uh, fun, hanging out with you all week long, talking about Saturday Night Live. So I want to thank Bill Kenny and Andrew Dick for joining us tonight and everyone in the chat for staying up late with us on this Saturday night. We will see you next time, everybody. Have a good one.